Moments with Andy, the podcast. Brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. My name is Andy. Thanks for spending a moment here with me. It is Tuesday, June 16th. So again, let's get back to some of my bread and butter, if you will. My NSA, (laughs) FBI paranoia, sorry, paranoia here. Reading something from the Associated Press reporting the FBI has surprisingly, sorry, that's editorial, that's me adding, surprisingly, yet secretly operating a small fleet of low-flying planes that circle U.S. cities conducting video and cell phone surveillance, according to a report this week in the Associated Press. Cities in 11 states have been surveilled in the past month alone, (gasps) mostly without a judge's approval. Weird, huh? The planes, equipped with high-tech cameras, the report mentions, and in some cases cell-tracking technology, have been spotted circling over Houston, Chicago, and Boston for hours at a time, and as well orbiting large buildings, they mention, like the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota. Is that still the largest mall under one roof? At least probably in the U.S., I'm sure. And anyways, it goes on to mention the FBI, which hid the use of the 90 Cessna aircraft behind at least 13 fake companies, did acknowledge its use of the planes, but, and here comes the conditional apology of sorts, they said that the program targeted, quote, specific individuals, end quote, and did not involve mass surveillance, they say. So always take this with a grain of salt, of course, and look, please don't be as paranoid as I am. It's not a fun way to live, and, you know, don't believe me every time I tell you they're watching us, spying on us, and listening to us. However, on the flip side, don't always be believing the FBI or the NSA whenever they get caught and finally come out admitting to doing secretive stuff like this and say, oh, yes, we set up 13 fake companies to fly planes over large cities with massive surveillance equipment, but these are very targeted operations. So targeted that we didn't feel like we needed a court order to do it and didn't really need any judicial oversight, although legally we need to do that. So, is it somewhere in the middle? Yeah, perhaps. I'd say maybe a little bit uh, more towards my paranoia side, but we always hear folks defending the NSA and the FBI and they're eavesdropping their surveillance and saying, well, I mean, none, none of this is illegal. Well, yeah, it kind of is, and, well, it's kind of creepy at the same time. Anyways, let me know what you think. Andy at KWPT. Let's chat here a bit about nudists, everybody's favorite subject, but no ordinary nudists, and we'll get to why that is here in a second. A story here coming out of Malaysia about two Canadians, a British woman as well, and a Dutch man, were hiking on Mount Kinabalu, I believe. I think that's the... Is that the tallest? I don't know. It's about a 13,000-foot peak they were hiking up to, and they went up to the very top and, for whatever reason, decided to take off all their clothes and pose for photos. <laughs> you know, whatever floats your boat, I guess, as if uh, getting to the top of the peak with your clothes on wasn't impressive enough. Got to do it without their clothes on. Maybe they're nudists. Maybe this is kind of their gig. Anyways, the guides that took them on the hike asked them not to and asked them to respect the sacred peak. They felt like, uh, in their own way, respecting it, I guess, by taking off, um, you know, wanting to be just as nude as the mountain is, I guess. Anyways, they were arrested by Malaysian authorities. Now, I think they have been released by this point. But then, get this, less than a week after 
They took their clothes off on this peak on Mount Kinabalu. An earthquake struck the area, sadly killing 18 people. And a deputy minister of the state where this happened said, quote, there is almost certainly a connection, a connection, end quote. So got four naked people on the top of a mountain, and apparently, uh, must be some religious overtones to this, um, the earthquake happened as a sort of punishment. Now that sort of, in a roundabout way, reminded me of, there's some, gosh, is it a California state senator? Maybe she's even a congresswoman. I can't remember. Here in California. Anyway, she has sort of come out in the news recently and has been blaming the California drought on uh, God's vengeance, I think, for acceptance of same-sex marriage. Is that her angle or something like that? So we're being punished for that. And she mentioned something about how, oh, I don't know, like in Texas, uh, they had a whole bunch of water. And anyways, it's a whole convoluted thing, but some sort of punishment for some very weird, vague crime that somebody committed. Seems a little unfair to punish all of California for something somebody else perhaps did. Or in this case, to punish and, you know, kill 18 people in Malaysia for something that four Western tourists did. Anyways, same person here, sorry for getting off a team, says, quote, local beliefs and customs are not to be disrespected, end quote. Now, I would recommend not disrespecting anybody's beliefs or customs when they're around. But sometimes, if you think naked people on the top of a mountain causes an earthquake, well, I think the nudists are probably the least of your problems. Let me know what you think. Andy at KWPT.com A very lucky Seattle couple had their car broken into recently. Now, no, that's not, uh, that doesn't sound like they're very lucky right off the bat. Somebody broke into their car, stole a pair of sunglasses. Must have been kind of a nice pair of sunglasses for them to break into the car. Now, that's the bad part of the story, the bad news. And it could have just stayed there, normally how break-ins go. However... The upside is there was a lottery ticket underneath these sunglasses that the couple, I guess, they had bought a while ago and then, you know, missed the $350 million, whatever it was, jackpot, and then sort of forgot about it. But when they went to the car, notice it was broken in, like, oh, my sunglasses are gone. Oh, huh, there's that lottery ticket. And, you know, for whatever reason, decided, oh, I forgot we had that. Well, let's check it out. And turns out that it was a $1 million lottery ticket. So they did win. And again, bummer, the sunglasses are gone. And again, probably nice ones, but on the upside, not only does the couple now have a million bucks at their disposal, but could probably buy a nicer pair of sunglasses and also can probably afford now a vacation going somewhere where they might really need some sunglasses. So what could have been a bad news story will turned into relatively a pretty good one. This has been Moments with Andy, the podcast. Brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. Like this podcast? Well, don't be ashamed. Be proud. Tell a friend or post a comment in the iTunes store. Every little bit of help, well, helps. Moments with Andy is made possible by a generous grant from the Horace P. and Nancy R. Shakey Foundation.